0: It's Friday night And I feel alright You tune right into our podcast And we grab our mics and we gon' turn up We gon' show y'all what it. Ah, damn. I lost it. <laughs> I tried to do something for y'all. I tried to, You know what I'm saying? I tried to come in a little spicy But you know we back at it night? You said what? Well, it's Friday night. You feeling good? Yeah, it's Friday night. I'm feeling straight good. Mm-hmm. I like. That's what I like. Welcome to
1: episode number... Two. We'll call this two of growing pain Yeah, we're gonna call it we, two. Where we embrace every struggle. Uh, the, the confusion between two and three is good. we had a second episode. The audio got a little messed up. But well, we're gonna talk about
0: that in the, in the podcast today. So you know what I'm saying?
1: I feel as though let's just get into
0: it, bro. Let's, let's get into out. it. So what is hitting on today, man? <clears throat> so I was on the phone with my pops, right? and he was and he was telling us about the first episode and stuff like that if you haven't watched that don't leave this finish this one and then go watch the first one for me you feel me but i was on the phone with my pops right and he was telling me like he was just trying to give us some you know what I'm saying, some ideas i guess for us to talk about mm-hmm. and he gave me a really good one and i actually started seeing stuff about it when i was like after he told me so let me tell you what i saw first so, first, I saw on my phone. I don't like to pull out my phone when I'm recording, but this is the purpose of you it. You notice how your things are bigger than mine right Yeah. You think that's a problem? No, I don't think so. No. I think I'm just talking a little, like my tone is just projecting. I feel like, I don't know. You're the audio guy, you hear me? It's like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right, but so I saw this thing, right? And it said, even if that shit is eating me up inside, you gotta keep it and move on, right? So I'm gonna ask you how you feel about that later, let me just finish this whole thing, okay. Um, and then I saw something right after that, and it said, uh, you just gotta keep going, in quotations. They said that nearly drove me insane. If you're going through something, seek help, you're not alone. And then he said, hell, call me, I'll be here for you, type shit. So, what I'm really trying to get at is not really let me turn into a question. What do you feel like the the like image comes up with how men are told to deal with their emotions and just in the black community, like how looking, well, going point. to see help is seen as soft. Like yeah, how do you feel about that?
1: You know, you know the same thug it out. You're supposed to thug it out. Yeah, but I mean that's how you feel you feel as though you should no, out? absolutely not i'm saying that's what the mindset is oh, out. Yeah. so i feel like from a young age you're taught a very a very very bad habit of dealing with your emotion it's just especially for black men yeah. it's like don't feel it yeah so you just act like you don't feel it you convince yourself that you don't feel it but you clearly feel it Yeah. and then that, that is even more it becomes more prevalent as we get older because our problem solving skills aren't there. Our communication skills aren't there because we were taught one not to communicate that we have feelings and two not to deal with the feelings that we do have. It's yeah. not deal with it and don't talk about it, which is that's still bad. It's just thug it. Yeah, and I feel I feel
0: like that's bad, bro. Like that's very like No, it's terrible actually. So what I wanna say is we can only speak for well, yeah. We can only really speak for how we've gone through stuff, and that's as a black man. Um, so I feel like, bro, it's not soft to go get help, bro. I promise you, it's not. Everybody, everybody's situations are specifically different, but everybody mutually goes through the same thing. There's hardships in everybody's life. Being able to acknowledge that you had that and going to seek help. Bro, that's that's like I don't even know what to, I don't even know how to describe what that is, but like that's
1: that's what we need to be aiming for. That's we what like when you talk that needing help means that you're weak, and that's not the case. Like you are one person, one small, small person on a big, big planet. You can't do it by yourself. No matter you might try to convince yourself that you can do it by yourself, you can get by, you can survive, but how? imagine if you have two or three friends that also get to have some insight into a problem and they might have a perspective you don't have and they can deliver it to you in a way that you might not see it and then give you better solutions so like so much of my growth has come from not i don't necessarily go to malcolm like yo i need help i'm gonna bring a problem that i've been dealing with mentally up and as we converse about it and i pay attention to what he's saying his perspective he'll say something different than I ever thought and I'll be able to look at it from a different angle. Like now I have access to a different angle to the problem and now I can solve it a little bit better. You get what I'm saying? A, just a whole different perspective. Like for example today I forgot the damn stand for I forgot to stand for the camera. I was pissed off. I start I, I went in the room, I started fucking throwing shit, I'm screaming and Malcolm's like bro that's a small mistake. Just put it up on the stool got to make it work if not for malcolm we I, I might not have shot the podcast today i might have been fucking losing my mind because i was just so mad at myself because i thought that i brought everything and i did seeking help isn't necessarily like begging someone for help it's just having the right people around you and that's so important people don't understand how important it is to have the right people around you
0: yeah bro that stigma needs to break bro seeking help is very important everybody goes through something for real but you also got to be able to have that openness and be able to put it in another shoe. You have to be able to look at it from another light. Like he said, if he wasn't able to look at something from another light, me saying something doesn't like it goes in one ear and goes out the other. So when I say that, you also have to go in there with the mindset of learning. So you can't you can't just go in there and like okay yeah I'm getting help so like it's gonna work. You have to go in there and
1: like really put in the work to actually see results, bro i can't even stress how much of our conversations not just you and i but like conversations amidst our circle has contributed to our to my to my own personal development just because i have a team of people around me whose opinions i respect when i bring my issues or it it doesn't even have to be something negative just an idea i have to them and they can look at it from all because each of them have a unique perspective so much of my personal development comes from being able to draw from their perspectives because they see things differently, they have different expertise than I do. A lot of them have been through things that I I haven't been through and they can give me insight that I wouldn't otherwise have. So that's why it's so important to have the right people around you. And that's why it's also so, it's powerful both ways. When you have the wrong people around you, it shows. Yeah, it does. You deal with your problems the wrong way. There's there's some people who I've been around before and it's like if, if I'm sad or if I'm having a bad day if I express it it's like bro stop acting like a bitch it's like damn I can't even have a bad day around I can't have a bad couple of minutes around this nigga that's what it's been internalized as as like
0: in the black community like bro you acting real soft right now you telling me your problems bro grow up
1: nigga like that's how right. we just talk taught like and that shit you know what's like the saddest thing about that too the saddest thing about the way we grew up. I don't think people understand that it has a real physiological effect on you. Yep. From the ages like from the ages like 17 to 20, not even from the ages like 13 to like 21, I could not cry. I would literally like I'd be feeling pain in my chest from shit that I was going through. From all different shit. And it's like I know what this feels like. I'm supposed to be crying, but I could not get my body to cry because I've been taught. First, I was taught for so long, don't cry. I literally like perfected it, like to where when I find something out, I'm not crying. Like I would be at funerals and it's like my body, it, it became less of a conscious thing and more of a natural thing. To when I feel that thing in your, you know, that thing in your chest when you' about to cry, yeah, yeah, for it, sure. it turned, it, it be, it turns off. Like it, I had to like actively do work to get myself to be able to cry again. Yeah. That
0: being able to show your emotions is so much stronger than being able to hold them in i want people to know that like for real like being able to show them shows so much more it shows that you're able to acknowledge you're able to take care or kind of like deal with it and being able to express the other side of it being able to express how you got through it and that's showing your emotions i just feel i feel like bro my my thing was different so i could cry (laughs) <laughs> yeah, bro you you know, know you asked know, you, ask, you ask people back in middle school back bro you asked my mom bro I like I can cry but it's just my thing is I can cry but I never show like that's showing an emotion
1: but I still held everything in Nah, yeah, because even when we played basketball on the same team it's like when you started crying I would be so confused because I'd be like like he would, he was just perfectly fine literally like I could turn, we could be talking. I could turn this way and be like, yo, coach, said, da da da, turn back around, and you're crying. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so, what the fuck I want happened? people to know I was not
0: on the court hooping sad. <laughs> I cry like when I'm mad, I cry. Like when I'm, I'm mad, like I start crying. So, but and yeah, I, I just want to
1: stress that it's so okay to cry, like it's super yeah. okay. And I know people be afraid of the judgment you might get, but like, if anything, that most of the time that brings you closer to people. Like, the first time Malcolm cried in front of me not on the basketball court like we're having a one-on-one conversation most people would think it was super awkward it was like I was relieved because I knew he needed to do it like I knew when I said what I said to him it was gonna trigger something because I could see once I got to know him well enough I could learn I could see when he's holding something in so I'm literally like like I've been waiting to address this because I want to address it the right way to help you but I noticed this just so you know and that's all it took for him to start crying that's how I knew he was holding something in like, literally, I I said, like, a 10-second sentence. It's okay to cry. Like, I didn't judge him at all. If anything, I felt good that he finally released that shit. Bro, and that's, that's like,
0: that wasn't the solidifier, but that was one of them points, bro. I was like, yeah, bro.
1: Like, right, this is my nigga for life, bro. Like, <laughs> like I can literally, like, I have been seeing, I have been noticing in your behavior certain patterns, but it was, like, Whenever someone's going through something, I try to let them handle it on their own first, because I don't want to feel like I'm overstepping. But then once it gets to a point where it's like, no, this is a pattern, like I think my perspective can help whatever this is, it's like, all right, let me, let me, I'm not even gonna say I'm gonna intervene. I'm just gonna let you know if you need, if you want someone to talk to, if you want to get that shit off your chest, you can tell me. That's all I said, and that's all it takes. And a lot of, especially black men, y'all might think that's weird, it sounds scary it's sound, not it, it was so scary in my head before I, I had thought about it for like two three weeks before I ever said it and when I finally said it I was like that was like the easiest shit in the world and I didn't plan when I said it to him I didn't plan on it we just happened to be in the car driving somewhere and it was just on my mind and I just like fuck it I got the courage I, I just fucking said it randomly and it wasn't bad like it doesn't make me of niggas different he doesn't think of me different it was like a regular-ass conversation the same way niggas sit and talk about anything else yeah, nah, nah, for real. Those kind of conversations promote so much growth because once again, two sets of eyes on one thing is better than one.
0: Yeah.
1: Even if even if you don't see anything that I didn't see, I didn't lose anything from having you look at it too. It's like proofreading an essay. Yeah. You're probably gonna catch some shit that I didn't catch. That's a fact. So it is important to have these conversations with people you trust, but have the conversations. Like be courageous with it. Fuck it, bro. Just, just not. There's so many things that I brought up to Malcolm that I was scared to bring up to him. He'd be like, "Oh yeah, I've been through that shit." I'm like, "Oh shit, okay." Yeah. Like, girl problems, fucking, money, anything. It's so. Most of the time, all we all go through the same shit. We just respond a little different. Yeah. So trust each other. Just, if that's your man, if you really trust him, just bring it up to him. Worst case scenario, you bring something up to him, he act a little funny, like. You know what I'm saying? He he tried to like ostracize you or make you feel bad for feeling what you feel. And now you know that that's not a real friend. Worst case scenario. Yeah, everything comes to the light. But nah, I fuck with you for that, game.
0: Yes, sir. You know, always oh, for real. Yeah. So I just, bro, for real. Like I really want to like stamp it, cause, because, cause <laughs> a lot, but because um, it's just that is so prevalent, like. And that's something that hasn't changed over like decades of black communities, black families, black men, black boys. Like, just knowing that it's okay to be yourself and express in any way that you want.
1: Bro, like, that's. Let's nice talk about that, it, bro. Let's talk about the. That has such a bad mental and emotional effect on everything else you do. It because does. if I can't. If I can't get the emotion that I have off my chest and off my mind, I'm gonna walk around all day like that Why do you think niggas used to be so violent? Yeah, you show it. There's a reason why like kids get into the most trouble when there's shit going on at home is because like I can speak from experience When my dad, so the the two years before my dad moved away, right? Mm -hmm. Our relationship got rocky Like he was going through something. Obviously, I'm growing up. I'm a 10, 11, and 12 year old boy So I'm going through just puberty, you know what I'm saying? Adjusting to whatever life is becoming at this point. And when he finally left, I was so fucking angry. And it's like, I don't know, I'm 13 at this point. I don't know, like, looking back now, I needed to go to therapy. But I didn't know this at the time. All I know is I'm angry all the time. I'm taking it out on my little brother. No matter what, we could be playing basketball, he like fucking... I miss a shot, he make a shot, and it's like I'm so angry that I'm snapping. Od, I'm not a big, I'm not gonna say I'm not a fighter because like growing up, like with my cousins and my brothers and stuff, I always did fight. Yeah, but I'm not, you're not a fighter. But I'm not like a, I'm not a violent person. But during those years of my life, was the most violent I've ever been. Like I'm not ne- necessarily going out looking for it, but if it's there, it's there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm going. I'm doing. I'm hanging out with people I shouldn't be hanging out with. I say all this to say, when you have all that emotional baggage on you and it starts weighing on you, it affects everything. It affects your my grades went down, it, it, my mood, my face is stuck on frown. Like not being able holding thugging it out is one of the worst things you can do for yourself, bro. Yes. You're adding so much baggage on you that you just it's impossible to get through life and be at peace with so much fucking baggage on you. Yeah. that's that's true I'm not gonna lie
0: and I was really honestly just I just wanna ask you like how did it feel like your dad leaving when you were 13 because when my father left I was well not well when they my mom and father got separated my dad wasn't really you know what I'm saying when he wasn't there I was already like I was a baby
1: like I already I grew up without having my dad in my life type shit like right so you didn't really feel the effect of it until like later on like, yeah. for you, it wasn't, like, a boom situation. Like, yeah. how it was for me. It yeah, my like, shit was, like, just As time wrestling. went on, you yeah. could feel the absence more for you. hmm Right. I think it's two different types of pain. I hear people compare them all the time. I could... I, I don't know what your side is like, but I can imagine that shit hurts in a totally different way, too. I will say that, for me, the painful part is, like, when I grew up, my dad was, like, fucking a superhero. Literally. Like, literally, like... A, he. I remember one time... My mom and my younger brother went out somewhere and me and my dad decided to spend the day together. Like We went to go pick up dressers and shit. I'm like, bro, this nigga getting dressers by himself, getting them up the steps. So I'm, uh, he finally gets them upstairs. I'm sitting on the dresser. He's washing the dishes. I'm just chilling, like fucking twiddling my thumbs or something. He's like, i never asked you this. I'm like six at this point. He's like, i never asked you this before. I'm like, what? He's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm like, Sh- shit, what do you do? Whatever you do whatever you do, I want to do that. And he was like, he started crying. I'm like, the hell? He walked over to me, he stopped doing the dish, he started crying, he kneeled in front of me, he brought me down off the thing I was sitting on and kneeled in front of me. I still remember this shit. He was like, made me a promise. I'm like, N- like N- nigga, what's your job? <laughs> I'm just, yes. I don't, I'm confused, like why is he crying? Yeah. He's like, promise me that you'll be better, you'll be better than me. Whatever you do, be better than me. And then, he was like, whatever you do be the best you can and he was like I remember when he said this This shit took me years to to wrap my head around he was like I don't give a damn if you want to be a criminal you be the best damn criminal you can be I'm not telling you to be a criminal but whatever you do you be the best at it so I'm like this this, this, nigga this nigga is my like he's like I remember my dad worked three jobs and played softball I would wake up I would try to wake up at like 4 a.m. to catch him before he went out the door like just seeing the nigga was like oh shit that's dad. Damn. so then when he Damn. went through it when my mom and my dad divorced and he went through what he went through and then um, our relationship got a little rocky when he met his second wife it was like when he left it was like it felt like he traded on me it felt like you watched your best friend turn into something else and like i'm 13 This is the first time this ever happened it's i've seen it's crazy because it's traumatized me to the point that when i dealt with like i dealt with the same thing in a relationship like i thought you were this and then you turned out or our relationship turned out to go this way Mm. i felt the same pain it's like i felt betrayed Mm. more than anything yeah so that's i literally felt betrayed like damn like damn that nigga really switched up on me that's how i felt in the moment Okay, so I can see how, yeah, I can see how it's different Because I don't really think I felt
0: Betrayed I felt like It was like So I went to stay With my dad for like a couple Summers in a row mm. um, And then I had to stay with him for a little bit longer Like a school year because my mom went to uh, She went to war, or whatever um, So It wasn't like he wasn't Physically There he was physically there for a couple of years when I was little, mm. um, but the relationship just didn't feel like he was there. So, so it wasn't like he betrayed me. It just was like he was absent, but I knew he was there. So that was a different type of feeling. that I think. So
1: it sounds to me like like I felt betrayed and you felt neglected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like so you're yeah. here, you just like not doing yeah, yeah. anything. Yeah. Yeah. And. I, I can see why that would be, I can see why that, in ways, I can see why that would be worse than betrayal. I, I don't want I don't even want to get into comparing the two, but I feel like a lot of people minimize the people who never met their dad, or, or didn't really ever have him in their life, because it's like, you didn't even, at least you didn't get used to him when you left, but I still feel like, I mean, I'm a glass half full type of guy, at least I got to build that first 10, 11 years of a relationship with my dad for us to fall back on, if we want like, that that helped us. We're still rebuilding our relationship now, and being able to bank on that first 10 years, it's like, you know what I'm saying? Without right. them first 10 years, who knows if we'd be able to do what
0: we're doing now. Yeah, and um, trying to trying to rebuild the relationship with mine is it's just like, it's just hard because I don't have anything to fall back on. Right, I so it's like y'all look like, at like, each other, like
1: brand new, as two grown men now.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, it's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm glad I had the conversation with him to figure out, what it was deeper than just, you know what I'm saying? Because that's why I say, go talk to somebody. Because, oh, I went to Clyde with it, because I knew we kind of went through the same situation. So it was mm-hmm. like, he gave me more insight and it was it was just deeper than what it was, to be honest. So I'm glad that I actually talked to somebody and figured that out and was able to go to my dad and be like, yo, this is how I feel. This is what I felt. And now, like, Oh, we cool. Like I
1: fuck, like I fuck with my box for sure. Yeah, for sure. Before we make the transition, I just want to say I'm proud of you for bringing that up because I know that's probably on your heart and like this is the best place to do it. We didn't plan on having this conversation. I didn't yeah. even know that you was gonna bring this up. Nah, yeah, I did. But man. uh, yeah, like that, that's good shit because I know the old good you, shit, the old you might not have been confident enough to just go out on women's, you know, what I'm saying, start a conversation on a recording. But that's that, that was what's up. I appreciate that. Bro. Um, I did want to. Just happening one thing before we get into our segments, the other segments real quick. It is January what? It is January 13th. So being that this is the first episode that we've shot in January in 2022, I just want to do a little checking. Like how how you feeling this month? Um.
0: How I'm feeling this month? Uh, I'm feeling good. Oh, I feel like um, I'm just running into. What I deserve because I'm actually working for it. Um, I'm actually putting in the work and. It's showing with what's popping up in my life. The opportunities, just the situations, just the people. I mean, like, bro, like it's, it's showing. I, I mean, I'm feeling good, bro. I mean, we're here right now on this podcast, bro. Yeah. I, this is something that I didn't know. This, this is something I've been looking for, bro. Like, I've always had something on the back of my mind, like, yo, I. Like, okay, being a physical therapist, that's what I wanna, that's what I'm in school for, that's what I wanna do. Mm-hmm. That's cool, like, I like I like injuries, I like being able to help an athlete recover, like, that's cool. But I always felt like there was something that I was just, like, I loved, like, there was something that I loved.
1: Bro, this is it. It's like, crazy local. that like, this I feel is the it. same way about this. Like, we tried coaching basketball, and after a while that began to feel like a super burden. I just feel like that, I'm not, yeah, never mind. <laughs> I just, yeah, I know <laughs> where you're going. But Why this is like, this actually feels like therapy to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, this is like, this isn't a job. This isn't a chore. This isn't a task. Like, this, this is like my, this is my safe space. This feels like, and for a lot of people, it's not safe because we're talking, we're putting this on the internet. Anyone can consume it, anyone can judge. But like, I don't know. It's just, the conversations we have, I feel like, produce some really special attitudes and mindsets for us to carry forward. And for us to, one, record them, and two, share them, it just feels good. I feel like we we have a a purpose for it. I don't think that this is by accident, like you said. And I feel like another thing to touch on what you said, a lot of things Mm -hmm. are lining up for you because you're moving with intention. Mm -hmm. A lot of us don't move with intention. We just expect, we just post a little, this little shit on our Instagram stories that that says, uh, January, please be nice to me. And we think that the shit that we want is supposed to fall on our laps. No, you have to align yourself with it. If you're trying to align yourself with money in January, put yourself around people who make money. Follow accounts that help you make money.
0: Yeah, I made a video actually um, on New Year's saying something exactly like that. Like, you have to build a foundation before you can tell, like, before you can actually jump into it and think it's going to be consistent or it's going to be. A forever thing like if you don't have anything to fall back on when this when this shit gets hard because yes. it's gonna get hard mm-hmm. you're gonna have times where you're like bro like what, like what am I doing this for Yeah, you gotta anchor yourself you got to have something that you're working for
1: so you can so you can work bro like that's that's just how I think of it not for sure as far as me um, I'll be honest bro I'm very 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 uncomfortable right now in ev- physically spiritually mentally my fault to cut you off I was so gonna you, ask you
0: See, see you jumped into it a little bit too fast but no what? let me oh I, you I, said you how, were, how, how was, was you? your checkup like you know what i'm saying let me yeah
1: get yes, you, my bad like, I should, yeah, you know yeah. what i'm saying I, um yeah i'm just uncomfortable bro financially mentally just because i have so many goals on the board and i'm really like when i set goals i do i this is what I, i'm not gonna lie a lot of people say set a realistic goal i like to like calculate what's realistic and then push it up a little just mm-hmm. to make sure i'm really giving it my all you know what i'm saying give that push yeah. right so right. it's like i think i could realistically get up to 190 pounds so i'm gonna make my goal 195 mm-hmm. and then push for 195 so that even if i fall short i'm at 190. i'm gonna try to save 40 bands this year even though realistically speaking given how my paychecks is going to be cut up i can only really save like what what number did i say you said 40. even though i can only save 35 I'm going to say 40s and I'm really hustling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Uh, physically, I just got my fucking wisdom teeth pulled out. I can't eat. I can't work out how I want to because I can't put all the, the food in my body right now. So, uh, yeah, I'm uncomfortable but I'm uncomfortable in like the best of ways though. Like, it's a great discomfort. It's like I'm pushing myself every day is what I'm Every day I wake up, I'm pushing myself towards something mental, physical, financial, spiritual. So, it's like I'm not in my comfort zone. I'm all the way out of it. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm actually glad you said that you,
0: Feel uncomfortable, like not glad. You said you feel uncomfortable, but you said you feel uncomfortable, and you're attacking it every day, and that's that's what I like. I I was gonna, if you didn't say that, I was gonna try to, you know, implement something so we can attack
1: that. But nah, like that's 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 how I that's how I think of every day. Attack my day. That's why I always say on my Instagram, if anyone swallows them, swallows. That's crazy. If, if, if anyone, if anyone follows brother. me on Instagram, I always say swing first. I was thinking swallow. swing. I was thinking swing swallow. swallow. Yeah, that was crazy. I ain't gonna lie, that was crazy. But I, that's why on Instagram I always say swing first because like, I don't like to wait to get punched in the face by something unexpected to start revving up my week. You know what I'm saying? I don't like to, for my fucking boss to say, hey, I need this by tomorrow. And it's like, now nah, I'm scrambling. I like to swing first. Let me get my workout in before. Before work, you know what I'm saying? Let me, let me get ahead of my task. Let me punch the task first before it punch me. So, um, yeah.
0: So yeah, bro. I feel as though like <clears throat> attack, like being able to attack your your uncomfortableness is is like a next level of like broke, bro. And I, and just where we've been and seeing all that, um, bro, I'm proud of you for sure, like. I appreciate that bro. Like Just seeing, just seeing you
1: just,
0: yeah bro, I, yeah bro, yeah. I, I'm not gonna speak on
1: a lot of it, but yeah, I'm just proud of you bro for sure. Yeah, I appreciate it bro. That means a lot. Just like I said, I'm uncomfortable as hell. So when anybody in my circle can see that I'm trying, you know what I'm saying? That, that definitely goes a long way. It'd yeah. be little shit like that that really keeps people going too. Yeah. Just because at that point, like just you saying that you're proud of me makes me know that someone's watching. That's extra motivation, you know what I'm saying? yeah that, that can keep when when you feel like you about to turn the switch off like oh, i'm getting tired maybe i should ramp it down it's like hearing shit like that it's like no nah, turn it turn it up somebody's watching bro and, and
0: and let me say this if if you it's not weird to like say that to your to your mans bro i just want like because i know there's a lot of people out there like bro like what like you said <laughs> i that nigga like bro that, pause you know what i'm saying like that shit is like showing love to the people in your circle is not Weird, bro. Showing love in general is just not, it's, it's not soft. It's not weird, it's not- It's a I'm lot saying? better than, than hating somebody. Yes, like being able to be your true self and show love is a different type of like strength, I
1: feel like, for me personally. To me, the best, the best thing you can do for any human being in my eyes is empower them. And there's so many different ways of empowering You can do it through your word. You can do it through just support. You can do it financially. You can do it physically, like a tap on the back. There's so many ways to empower people, and like to me, that's my measure of a person—not even just of a man or a woman. Do you empower people? There's a lot of niggas with a lot of money, but what you do with it? There's a lot of niggas with a lot of information, but what do you do with the information? You know what I mean? Yeah. The people who empower people, because money—that's a brain thing. You know what I'm saying? Getting women. That's a mouth thing, that mouth piece or maybe even a money thing. Be. But empowering people—that's a heart thing. The heart is so slept on. Yeah. That—that that tells me that your heart is in the right place. And if your heart is in the right place, I feel like the rest of the shit's gonna follow. Yeah. Because when when your heart is strong, when your mind is thinking to consume this opportunity, but in a in a fucked up way, you know what I'm saying? Like I got all this money, I'm gonna keep it for myself, or whatever the situation may be. Your heart is gonna stop you from doing it that way, and it's gonna correct you. Like, nah, bro, let's do it this way. Let's do it the right way. Yep, you know what I mean.
0: And the heart, I, the heart is very important, but you also gotta have the Because your heart can your heart can tell you, that. can tell you that, you know, honey, that's not a, that's not a good thing to do right there. You know, not a good thing. But if you're not disciplined in wanting to be the better version of yourself. Then, bro, it's not. It's, I just don't think it's going to work. But that's just how I feel. I don't know. I mean, yeah, like I said, the heart is very important, but that discipline behind it is, uh, I feel the thought, like, next level. You feel know I me?
1: Mean? So, in the Let's Talk About It segment, I saw something that I don't want to talk about. This is something I saw a while ago, but it's been fresh on my mind a lot lately. Mm-hmm. So, someone said, when I tell you when I read this tweet, I was like in the bed at like two in the morning by myself. I read it. This shit, like, struck me so hard. Why you had to specify you was by yourself? You said what? Why you had to specify you was by yourself? That should just tell you the type of time I was on that night. Hey, you know, I don't stay up until 2. Uh-huh. If I'm by myself and I'm up till 2, my mind is already racing. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I see this tweet, and it says, just because you love someone does not mean that they feel loved by you. Mm. And that just fucked my head up, because it's like, a lot of us is like, but I love you. Like, why are you acting like that? I love you. It's like... Loving someone does not mean that you're doing a good job of showing them that you love them. If my love language is uh, quality time, for example, and you just keep... you, I never see you and you just keep buying me fucking gifts Should and dropping longer. them off. You can love me all you want. I don't feel that. And I'm not in your head to know it. You saying I love you so much is... I don't feel... I hear it. I don't feel it. Yeah. And that doesn't just go for a relationship. That just goes... In every facet of life, let's do a better job of, let's do a better job of not just loving people, but making sure that they feel loved, and how they like to feel it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone has different love languages. So if I like gifts, and you want to show me that you love me, it's pretty simple. Just buy me a fucking gift. Don't have to be big. Either. I mean, yeah. I'm a quality. What, uh, what's your, what's your love languages? Do you know? Wanna go you wanna go top three or are we just going like let's go top
0: two. Top Make two? Top two would definitely be quality time and damn it's hard, bro. I'm, I'm stuck in between nah quality time and touch.
1: Quality Fuck, and touch. I was hoping you didn't say that. Those are mine too. Mine is when I say quality time, I literally This goes for friends and relationships. We can sit in the house, no TV, no phones. If you know me, you know. Everybody who's in my circle knows. We have we have stayed up until four a.m. having a conversation, those, a, those unplanned guys. conversation. <laughs> because if if you give me time with you, we're gonna we're gonna have progressive conversation, and it's not gonna be all about me. It's not gonna be all about you. We're gonna have like literally we're gonna get lost until it's four or five in the morning. It's gonna be like damn. And it's going to... The, the way we see the world for, the, for the, from that day forward is going to be different. I just love quality time, bro. I don't have to be doing nothing special. You don't have to buy me a fucking thing. No. And then physical touch, bro, I ain't going to lie. This, this is my, my one caveat to physical touch. Okay. I have to like you a lot. Only, yeah, my, no. only my girl can touch me. If you're not
0: my girl, do not fucking touch me. So, wait, 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 wait. So, even if you kind of just like... You, you, just, you just text just texting shorty y'all hanging out like she can't touch you?
1: I'm not gonna say she can't, but like, don't expect me to be all touchy. Don't be the lovey-dovey type touching. Now, this is funny. So, look, when I first meet you, I'm, when I first start, like, we like each other, we flirt and stuff. Don't get me wrong, like, you can touch me here and there, but you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna, I'm not a big touchy nigga at first. Okay. Let us, let me get to a point where I love you. Like, if you're in my fucking vicinity, we're touching, bro. Mm -hmm. I could be laying on the other side of the couch and stretch my foot out and put my foot on you or put your foot on me I don't know why I'm like that I'm weird the the first relationship I was in My first the first relationship I was in We actually worked on it because she was she would be like you're so like not affectionate like you don't hold my hand You don't kiss me unless we're by ourselves Like it took me like two years to even start holding her hand After that bro it's like we can't go anywhere. I'm, I'm sure she got annoyed at a certain point. It's like... Always got to hold her hand. Not even always holding... Uh, arm on your shoulder, holding your hand. Always, You're always touching. In some way. Always. Yeah. Like, every... It's like, as soon as I see you, if I walk in the house, you chilling on the couch, I'm coming and laying down on top of you. Yeah. Right. I'm just... Like, once I like you, that's how it is. It's weird, though. Because, like, you you was at... This summer, how many times we went to a bar and someone touched me and it's like, I don't give a fuck how good you look like. Yeah, like... Up, you you know, know what I'm saying? saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I'm like that. It's like at first it's don't touch me, and then it's like nigga, what's like well, fuck you don't like me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> why, so, why? you not touching me, bro?
0: Yeah, nah. I feel. Uh, I won't say I feel the same. Mine is kind of different, right? So I have mine. Okay, so my hearing that and hearing my knowing my story, how it went down with my ex and how like it kind of started. Um, yeah, I'm not like if I know like we're gonna. So I have two different type of touches, like boundaries of touches. Like if if I know, if I know we just you know like if I know we we get into it like right. then like okay send, then send you can, a sign so I okay, know when the, then you can touch the that's cool you yeah can touch it. that's fine but like if we're work like if I know that we're going into something like when I was when I dated my ex we uh, we went on a couple of dates but I just like I'm, I'm like this because like I don't really. I don't wanna touch I don't wanna touch her or give her that sense of i'm like, the same sense because way, that's crazy i know i I know what it's gonna do to me and i I know what it might portray to you because if i if I started like touching and shit like that I really like i like you so then it's gonna show and right. i don't and i don't wanna do that when I don't know if she like you know what i'm saying if
1: if it's the same if it's mutual so it's like i don't know right i I, I also tend to expect yeah I also tend to wait for to know that a woman's comfortable. I'd rather oh, I right I now, err yeah. on the side of safety and caution. Yes, sir. I would. I know how the world is. I would hate to make a woman feel uncomfortable. And I'm not gonna lie, that comes with a lot of drawbacks too. Because like someone be like, like some niggas be like, I mean, some women be like, why are you acting like a white? You some you said these niggas be on your ass about not physically touching. <laughs> I meant when I met niggas, I meant for these niggas, that's what said? <laughs> damn. Hold on, no, what so I so what was your ex niggas? Uh, yo, yo. physical touch, I'm guessing. Why you playing with <laughs> me? Did you have to touch him a little bit like <laughs> <laughs> Was it like a you know I'm what I'm saying? Nigga, grab no. You accidentally
0: know. told the world. I ain't accidentally told the world shit. Oh, you told him on purpose. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: This nigga bold.
0: 2022, we know what it is. Go tell us about your ex niggas. Nah, now, nah, 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 nah. I ain't gotta look, bro. I'm not about to explain. They, they know, bro. They know what I mean when I say niggas. When I say niggas, sometimes I mean in general. I don't mean
1: just nah. Yeah, niggas. me too. That that does be fucking me up when I'm talking about a... When I'm having a conversation where I should probably <laughs> specify. Because yeah, To me, niggas, I should specify. niggas is a. You know what I'm saying? Is it? I feel like it's a general term. N- to me, it's a universal. To me, niggas refers to both. Yes, you know, I thought yeah, yeah. I'm trying to take the B word out of my vocabulary altogether, but most yeah. of the time, I'm not gonna lie. Actually, no, B word is like, I was about to say, most of the time I say it to men, but I never say it to a woman. Yeah. I've I just been trying to take it out for real. Yeah, I think, me too. honestly, most of the time okay. I say the B word, I'm not talking about a man or a woman, I'm talking about an object. I'm like, that B was crazy. Like yeah. if I'm talking about a song or something, we be catching ourselves, so you know we working on it. Yeah, we're like in the we're still in the beginning phase where we still say it, but we correct it a lot. Yeah. So hopefully, like in the next couple of weeks, it's like it starts dying down. Hopefully, y'all see the difference in the videos. We're not gonna we saying that. No. Yeah, that's another thing. I don't filter it. I don't filter it out of the video. I'd be tempted to not to, to filter out of the video so I don't look like it, but I'm gonna just show y'all like I, I gotta I, show the truth. I'm still working on it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? For sure. Um, I forgot yeah. what we were talking about.
0: Yeah, no. Um, no, we were talking about how uh we were touching with uh, women. Oh,
1: so let me ask you this. If we're talking about love languages, let's see how good you are picking up on them. What were, what was your ex's love languages? What were her love languages?
0: Um reassurance. <laughs> okay. That's a big one. Um and her second one was quality time.
1: The are these things that y'all time.
0: talked about or you just picked up on? Um, I picked them. Up, I picked up on them, but we also talked about. It. I like to discuss just so I make sure I'm not shooting in the dark.
1: Like, right. Yeah. I like to have a light on. That makes sense. You know what I'm saying? But um, interestingly, my ex and I never talked about it until after we broke up. Oh wow. Because I thought about it, so I'm a very reflective guy, and I'm trying to figure out like where did this thing, where could we have been better, where could I have been better, right? hmm So I'm just thinking, and I texted her because we we still converse to this day about the about everything really. But um, she was like, um, no, I was like, like, do you know what love languages are? Because i seen an Instagram post. She was like, no, nah, what's that? I'm like, damn, we don't even know what they are. Because um, yeah. the post i seen is like, these are so important. You gotta be able to uh, know your significant other's love language. So when I saw the little wheel, because it's a wheel of them, I automatically knew once I saw them what hers were, because I know her so well. Yeah. But it's like, if I had known that a love language was a thing, I feel like I would've been able to better you know what I'm saying? I think I would have been a better boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Cuz to me, her this is interesting. Her love language is gift giving. One of them, right? Okay. Mine is not and there's a I, I have trauma related to gift giving. Mm. My parents talked to me like I was grown from a young age. Not like in a bad way. I'm saying like they were very transparent. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, I knew growing up that we were broke. So, whenever someone bought me a gift, I'm smart enough to know if you bought me a gift and now we're having financial issues, I'm smart enough to know that if you didn't get that gift, we might not be in this position. Like, we don't have this big-ass margin of error for you to be buying me an Xbox. It's not a coincidence that I got the Xbox and now the budget is, like, super dumbass tight. Like, we don't have food. You know what I'm saying? It's a smart nigga so, later, bro. When people, when people buy me gifts, it's like I still feel that sense of guilt. Like, I know this came. You sacrificed too much for this. Yeah. I still felt that. So when she bought me stuff and she would, like shower me in gifts like she fucking flew me to Minnesota to watch a fucking Timberwolves game. I'm not even. Literally, <laughs> and, uh, honestly, she was just like pack pack enough stuff to stay for 5 days. I'm not telling you where we're going, but our flight is at this time. Oh, no. Nah. So, what's that what's that thing she had uh she had uh
0: she had big uh what we heard it in the video. She had big uh
1: Big coochie energy?
0: Nah, but he didn't say coochie though. He said uh, bro, oh, I forgot beef. He
1: <laughs> oh, big beef uh, energy or something like that. No, that's for niggas, nigga. Roast beef energy. Roast beef. <laughs> that's what it was. Roast beef is like, you know what I'm saying? Nah, but I thought no, 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 no roast beef. Nah, let's beef. just say fat coochie to be clear. Nah, but not
0: to just to the really get down. Roast beef is like the, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't you don't. Oh, because it's like tender and it falls. It's kind of mold. like.
1: Hey, you I don't him? know. She had fat coochie energy, energy for that. She either way. Yeah, either way, she did. But yeah. she used to shower me in gifts, and it's like I wasn't uncomfortable. I appreciated all of them for sure. But it's like I kind of felt like if your goal, I'm not even gonna say that. I just understood that you're doing, you're buying me this gift because you know that's to you. That's how love feels. Let me buy him a gift. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And in my head, I would always, always, always be next to her. If we're in public, you're gonna know I'm here, you're gonna feel protected. Mm -hmm. And I think I did that, I was projecting that because that's how I feel. That was my Mm -hmm. love language. So then we had the conversation. I'm like, yeah, these are your love languages and these are mine. And it's funny Mm because we love each other through our love languages instead of flipped. Like, rather than telling me I like getting gifts, so give me gifts, you just buy me gifts. And I don't necessarily care for all these gifts. So it's like, I'm like, I'm going to push back on the gift giving by just showing you, like, if I'm here, we're having a good time. Physical touch, because that's another one of hers, Mm I'm having a good time. So I'm loving her through mine, she's loving me through hers. And it's like, if we could do it all again, now that we've had the conversation, you know what I'm saying? So the next situation, I mean, I kind of know. Like, I'm I'm not going to lie, I don't like, I do think communication is super important, but it's certain things I like to learn from myself. Like, it just makes it more interesting. Yeah, no, I, so with me,
0: I feel the same way. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes, sometimes I ask just because I'm just I wanna I wanna be able to know that um the person that I'm dealing with has that kind of emotional maturity because I feel as that's though that's a
1: great 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 point.
0: I feel as though me knowing that you know yourself enough to know what you like, mm-hmm. so now we can both come and express that to each other, knowing what we know. So yeah, that's why I do it sometimes. Sometimes I like to. Figure it out by myself, but most of sometimes I like to ask as well Yeah, emotional
1: intelligence is a big thing that's slept on in relationships that goes back to doing things with attention that I think we need to start doing is like let's start. I feel like in high school it's like I like her She likes me. Let's do it. I think now at this age. It's like if your goal is marriage you have to you have to Be really Smart about who you're choosing bro because you have to of course it. This is a lifetime thing. I need to know that we don't have to be the same. We don't have to see things the same. But, you know what I'm saying? Our moral compasses should be aligned. Should Our, be idea. We should be able to connect in some way. I, sh- I want to make sure you're emotionally intelligent. I'm emotionally intelligent. Can we communicate? Are you someone I can trust? You know what I mean? You got to start doing shit with attention. Does this person really fit? Where I, if, where I see my life going in the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years, yeah. does this person fit it? And do I fit hers? You know what I mean?
0: That's very. You have to. You have to be real with yourself and ask yourself that question. Do I
1: fit into that other person's life? Yeah, because a lot of people are just like, does this person fit my life? And that's kind of selfish. Yeah. Because you're gonna end up yeah. trying to benefit from them in your life, but like, what are you giving to their life as well? Yeah. That last situation I was in, that's what I told you, I felt like I'm already. I was already. I'm, I'm already self-sufficient to the point where it's like. This is icing on the cake, but I felt like I wasn't fitting her lifestyle because it's like we had so many good good conversations about like what she wants to do. And I'm like, these are some good ass plans. Like, what are we waiting on? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I felt like I needed to like you need to be by yourself and pursue these things before you get sidetracked by me. Yeah. So like, and it's crazy because ever since that situation we still communicate and stuff, like we're still friends, because we're friends before anything. Everything she said she was gonna do, she's doing. Yeah,
0: just every time takes. sometimes it takes a person to just And this is what and this is what I was um, Really trying to well, you know now this is what I was telling you sometimes you have to be That person in somebody's life and it's not and it's not maliciously. It's not Okay, I'm gonna be the bad guy in your life because yeah. I I just want to right sometimes that person needs I wouldn't even say a bad guy. It's just a person that pushes them out of their comfort zone that doesn't really right know
1: where their edge is that's how you know someone has real genuine love for you because let's be honest bro i'm a nigga i could have easily just kept benefiting from the situation yep you know what i'm saying we're having sex there's no real we're not in a whole we're not in a committed relationship i could literally be having the best of both worlds but it's like i genuinely want the best for you so even if it means that i don't have this access to you anymore i'd rather see you do all the shit that you said than to have that access to you, okay. like it's not even that deep. And that's that's big emotional
0: intelligence right there, because m- like I'm not gonna lie to you, if you line up, <laughs> you line up a hundred niggas.
1: <laughs> I'm not gonna lie about ninety eight. But how does that? T- how does that? 97? Let's be fair. How does that tie into how you started the episode though? How can you have emotional intelligence when you're told to thug it to act like you don't have emotion? That's no, I I agree. That's true. So like what what you. I'm not, we like, can't, i blaming them for No, 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 I'm not saying you are. I'm just, for the, for the audience, I'm saying, we sit here and we, we know that niggas have a problem with emotional intelligence, right? But, rather than talk about the effect, let's talk about the fucking, let, let, let's not talk about how, let's not talk about the trigger, let's talk about the trauma. Mm. Let's talk about the trauma that produced this trigger before we get on them about being triggered. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? And the sad part is a lot of niggas don't show their emotions until it's a, a fucking explosion. Yep, it boils over, yes. An explosion sure. that usually makes people look at them the wrong way. Yep. You know what I mean? Whether it be a fight, a murder, a fucking... You blow up and you hit somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah, whatever it is. It's, it's, it's usually an explosion and it's like... What, what do we expect? You're, you're telling this kid from the time he's born to the time he leaves the house... Don't deal with your emotion. Yep. And then he doesn't deal with it, he doesn't deal with it. It adds up, it blows over. I mean, it adds up, it adds up, and then it blows up. What did you think? What? Let's be realistic about it, bro. And I'm not saying that these men aren't responsible. That's another thing. Can't absolve all of are responsibility. While you're, not, while you're not responsible for healing, you're, while you're not responsible for your trauma, you are accountable for it. Let me say that again. You might not be responsible for your trauma. You didn't bring it upon yourself, but you are accountable for healing. Nobody's going to heal for you. The person who traumatized you is not going to come back and heal you. Only you can do that. And to be realistic with you, they don't even owe it to you to heal you. The damage is done. So you can sit around broken forever. And I'm not trying to sound like an asshole. You can sit around broken forever, or you can own it. I went through this and you can heal yourself. There's nothing there's no more liberating feeling than forgiving someone and healing yourself cuz to be honest bro, I forgave the people who hurt me for me. Yeah. That not thinking about the, the the what happened every day, you know what I'm saying? Not being so angry at them, not being so sad, not being so bitter. My fuck, my lifestyle, my daily quality of life which just better from forgiving these people. Yeah, nah. First of all, clip that. My mans was just spitting
0: dumb facts. Like, that was crazy. Click that. I like that. Um, might have to be a, a second. <clears throat> but, yeah, bro. I feel like, like you just said, like, people aren't really... Yeah, I don't want to get too deep into it, um, but... Yeah, bro. Just, just understanding it and going to get
1: help is is a perfect thing. I feel like while we're on the topic, um, I want to talk about this. There's something I want to normalize. This is while people are dealing with their stuff, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times when you're dealing with something, it's like in a phase. Like you might take three to six months to just really deal with something. A lot of times I've went through this phase. It's like you're not, you don't want to be as accessible because like you're so. You need so much of your energy that you don't really have it to give out to the people you're used to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A lot of us spread our energy thin. We have so many friends that we say, well, I'll always be there for you, I'll always be there for you. So in my schedule's like, I'm gonna take care of their I'm gonna take care of his problem at this time, this problem, this problem, work, work out, this, that. It's like when is the time for you, right? Yeah. So when you take that time for you, can we normalize Allowing people to take that time without making them feel guilty. There's so many people like, damn, bro, you're not going to answer my call? It's like, that, bro, fuck you. Yeah. What, what, I mean. what if I'm having the worst day of my fucking life, and I literally don't have the energy to hear? I have so much shit going on, I don't even have room in my head to hear what the fuck you're going through. What if that's the case? Yeah, no,
0: that very much well could be the case. I'm only
1: saying that because I've been through it. Yeah. I'm not... Let's not take every... Not everything is about you, bro. If I didn't answer your phone call, it's not, I don't fuck with you. Maybe I'm just going through something that has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Maybe I was watching Netflix. This is my one hour of the day I have to myself and I just wanted to enjoy it. Does that mean fuck you? No, it means I love me. That has nothing to do with you.
0: For sure. And I had to learn that deeply because um, just kind of tying it back into when... My dad left when we, you know what I'm saying? I felt neglected. Mm -hmm. I felt like since he wasn't giving me that love, I had to try to broadcast that love or overcompensate for that love that he wasn't giving me to everybody else. So I would I would be the I would be the nigga like I'm answering every phone call. When I'm when bro, I could be I could just hear the worst news of my life. Like back in the day, like I would answer that, I would answer that phone call. And it's just like that took so much of a toll on me. I didn't realize that until like, like last year. That like last year, bro. Like,
1: so what bro. you're saying is, not only do we need to normalize not taking it personal when other people are taking space, but you're saying you need to be more comfortable taking time to yourself. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's okay to say no to that plan. It's okay to not answer that phone call, bro. Yep. Put you first. If, I'm not gonna lie the people who genuinely love you are gonna advocate for that you know how many times i have two friends specifically who i went through a phase where we talked a lot less and afterwards i told them like i was going through something and they were like i'm so proud of you for doing that like thank you thank you for doing that for taking that space to yourself like you needed it that's true the people who really love you are gonna advocate for you to do what's best for them bro me not answering Malcolm, I'm sure Malcolm would much rather have me get my shit together than to fucking play Call of Duty for an hour and be fucking miserable doing it just to appease him. Yeah, I can play by myself.
0: I'm a real shooter.
1: Yeah, you play with yourself a lot, right? Nah, I wouldn't say a lot.
0: Fuck you, you ain't want to answer something? I didn't think you would answer it. I'm a man. It's
1: like nah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, <laughs> everybody get off, the- get off the... Nah, you're a nice man, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> What
0: you know? What I'm saying if
1: you answer to that, you should fuck it. But nah, let, let's normalize not taking it personal when people are putting themselves first, and let's normalize putting yourself first, bro. Say no if you don't want to go. The worst thing you could do is say yes and then be have a stank ass attitude while you're there, because you're the one who said yes. You could have said no. The energy
0: carries over to the people that you're with, bro, and then you're gonna start realizing that that sh- that stuff builds animos- animosity. I'm trying to say. Yeah. That's that's mm-hmm. what the, that's, okay, cool. Yeah, that's that. You don't know it, but it deals that between y'all when you're starting. Oh, to, right, I see what you Yeah. When you're that, start, that was a perfect use of the word. Yeah. When you're starting to over overstretch yourself and try to please somebody, they feel that. And when right. they feel that, they start to feel like, okay, well,
1: like, why isn't? That's so that's playing? so unfair too. Yeah, like why aren't you? Because now like, why you now when they call, it's like, you feel like this? right not my fault. No, yeah, you're, good, you're good. You're good. You're now. When a motherfucker uh, call you, you're like, why the fuck do you keep calling me? Mm-hmm. You keep fucking answering. Why Why am I going to stop? Yeah, you if you're going yeah, to gonna go answer, ahead. what the hell am I going to stop for? Yep. If you're going to say yes to every time I ask you, do you want to go out? What the hell am I going to stop asking you for? Yeah. Say no. Put you first. It's not that deep. Express yourself. And then that's how you can... You can decipher who's your real friend and who's not. The people who start treating you different because you put you first didn't have your best interests at heart anyway. They had theirs. Now that you no longer serve their interests, they don't want you around. That tells you that wasn't a real friend. Ow, that hurts. Uh, I really like that person. So, it's a growing pain, bro. Get over it. There's a lot of people that a lot people. A world that exists without that person in it where you're still happy. Yeah. I've lost literally the people who meant the most to me. And I'm literally like, bro, I can't even imagine a world without him. And then after some time, it's like, wow, this person isn't in my life no more. I'm happy. I'm here. I'm good. Yeah. You'll be okay, bro. So put you first. Don't take it personal when other people put them first. And when you put you first, make sure you watch it. Watch how these people react. The people who celebrate you putting you first because they have their best interests at heart. Those are people you keep around. Those are people you have them conversations with. The people who start treating you funny, now you know. I forgot about that. Bro, this is a... I'm
0: not going to lie before we get started, but this is a great fucking episode. Yeah, for, sure. for sure. Is
1: this the right year? Yeah.
0: yeah, bro, just being able to weed out those, those uh, bad seeds in, in the bunch is... Uh, Very important and that comes with putting yourself first, like my man said, that comes with putting the work in. Like like how I started. I'm putting the work in, I'm seeing, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing if you put the work in, you're gonna start seeing it. You're gonna start seeing the face, you're gonna start seeing the real bro. It's like that.
1: If you're trying to level up your life, that's a key thing to do. You have to do it. It's not a thing that's gonna happen on accident. You have to build an atmosphere that promotes growth. Step number one, excuse me. Step number one that we can all start right now, put yourself first. Watch how people react. Make cuts out your circle. I'd rather have three solid-ass friends than ten friends with three solid ones, seven phony ones. I'm spreading myself thin over these ten. I'm pulling my hair out because I don't have enough time for myself. And 70% of my fucking circle doesn't even really fuck with me. They just fuck with what I provide them. Yeah. So make the cuts and I'm not A lot of them cuts, let's be honest They're gonna hurt Some of them might be childhood friends Some of them might be siblings Some of them might be parents, grandparents You know what I'm saying These might be cousins These are people who are close to you But I'm gonna be honest bro If you wanna level up You gotta make those difficult decisions And it's gonna hurt But like we say, it's a growing pain It's just one of them pains that come with growth yeah. It's necessary It hurts, but you know what I'm saying You'll get through it yeah. I want to introduce a new segment, bro. I was thinking about this. Okay. I'm it's not gonna lie. I think about this podcast all day. Okay. We say yeah. embrace your every struggle, and as an acronym, that would be eyes right? Wouldn't and we it? were we were just talking before the podcast about like how perspective is so important. Like how one man sees this as a problem, I see it as a challenge from which I can learn, right? Yep. And just me seeing it that way instead of as a problem. When I see it as a problem, I'm gonna complain. I'm gonna get upset. And I'm not gonna do anything about it. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna complain about it, as it? Mm-hmm. When I see it as a challenge, it's like, oh, this will, this will be fun. You know what I mean? This is yeah. what we're gonna learn from this. So I want to start this segment. It's called Open Your Eyes, right? Okay. And it's just basically we take one common perspective that people tend to take, and we say, why don't we look at it like this in a more glasses half full scenario? And it'll be outlined like how that's gonna change your perspective, right? Okay. So yeah, <laughs> just to start broadly. I want to talk about how, like the example I gave, how a lot of times we see something as a problem, why don't we start looking at it as a challenge? Okay. And even though this challenge might be a tough one, it might come with some pain, you know what I mean? At the end of this, we can literally guarantee ourselves that we're going to grow because we're choosing to see it as a challenge. Even if we fail the challenge, we learn something from the challenge. Yeah. We're basically mastering the art of taking an L. Because all of us take L's, let's be honest. We all take L's. Took a couple of them. But you got to master the art of taking your L's. And what I mean by that is, some people take L's, they feel bad for themselves, they complain, their confidence goes way down. It's like, damn, I took that L, I suck. You know what I mean? The, the real way to take an L, and I've done this time and time again, bro, you look at your loss, right? You're like, hmm, where did I go wrong? Or how can I learn from this? What could I have done different? And the crazy thing is, when you take that little that little little nugget that you learned, you just throw all the other shit back there. Fuck it. I don't I can't do anything with that. I'm a, but I'm gonna take this little piece that I can apply later. When you apply it later, the fucking win, the W you get from that little ass L is like fivefold bigger. It's crazy, bro. Yeah. Like like I was saying about when my dad left, bro, I was so mad for so long. When I was about to go to high school, I'm like, bro, I gotta boss up. My grades weren't good in middle school. My my mom's not going to be able to pay for me to go to college. Like, wh- What am I going to do? I'm like, why don't I see my dad moving away as like, this is my opportunity to become a man. Like, I literally, like, I've never been so happy to take trash out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, Quincy can, Quincy can look up to me instead of him now. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I start looking at it as a challenge. Like, watch how I take the trash. I remember to take the trash out. Watch, when I, as soon as I turn 15 to nine months, I got a job. I'm like, watch this. Mom, you up with the bills, nigga. I got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mastered it. so that L that I took from my dad leaving just by me look at for three, two, three three years I looked at it as this nigga betrayed me bro fuck, I, it's over with bro mm-hmm. fuck it I'm gonna just keep hanging out with these niggas fuck school like he, ain't give a, he didn't give a fuck when he left why do I need to give a fuck mm-hmm. fuck it I switched the perspective to let's see how this can mold me how can I use this to mold me into a man that can help my mom that can help my brother how my dad was supposed to just by making that switch in perspective, bro, I went from having bad grades. I was a straight A student all of high school. Mm-hmm. I felt I got cut from the basketball team for from the basketball team first year. Mm-hmm. I'm mad as shit. Mm-hmm. The fucking day after trials, I go up to the coach like, "What I have to do? Mm-hmm. What did I do wrong at trials? What I have to do different?" The next year, I'm a captain on JV and played shit. played for the rest of high school. Mm-hmm. You can take. Let's say 72 hours, right, after something happens. Take 72 hours to complain and feel bad for yourself. But after that, find your little nugget that's going to flip into a dub. You know what I'm saying? Getting cut is the reason why I ended up being a captain and making varsity and playing for championships because it humbled me, one, and what that coach told me, no, you need to work on finishing with both hands. More than anything, you need to be assertive because I see that you have skill, but you you, you don't even assert yourself. Mm-hmm. If not for being cut and him telling me those things, I don't turn any of that shit on. Yeah. I don't go work on my right hand. You know what I mean? So let's master the art of taking the L. Yeah, that's,
0: that's, that's crazy that you, that you bring that up because I was watching this video, right? And it was talking about how this man was reading a book. The book had to do with a, a boy, a horse, and it was like two other people. Mm-hmm. But they weren't even in this um, scenario. So the boy and the horse were in the forest right and snowing it's dark He can't see the little boys like horse i can't i can't see what am i going to do the horse is like can you see your next step bro and then and then the boy's like yes so then so then he just step by step by step and that's what it is that's what that's how i get what you're saying you he couldn't see that's an l like you think you lost he thinks he's lost yeah he can see his next step he Now that he can see his next step, let's flip that. I can see my
1: next step. I'm going to get out of here. That's that's what he did. It's crazy because you're the second person to tell me this story in two days. And I felt it the same way that when you just told me. It's so true because a lot of... On social media, we see shit in pictures and videos, right? Mm -hmm. So when I take a picture of my old house and then I take a picture of my new house, all you see is before, after. You don't see nothing that came in between, right? Mm -hmm. Realistically speaking... Not even the most successful people. Just people who are mildly successful and comfortable in life. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the shit planned out. You don't you don't plan shit out all the way and think it all the way through and then go execute it and it just works out how you planned it. That's not how life works. Despite how we might all wish it works, that's not how it works, bro. A lot of us, that's why so much of us bluff on doing shit. It's like, I've been thinking about doing this, but like I've been thinking about doing it this way. You're trying to figure it out too much, bro. Take step one and fuck up. Yeah. And then be like, hmm, what can I learn from that fun? Oh, Oh, baby, baby, all right, let me try again. Boom. Oh, I got that part right, but I fucked up here this time. Oh, okay, so now I got this nugget. Now I got two nuggets. All right, let me go do it this time. Oh, I got both of those right this time. I fucked okay. up this way. You're fucking up a lot, but just as much as you're fucking up, you're leveling up. That's like, how life truly works. Like, is a puzzle. You it's you literally put pieces. You have to put a piece down. You see, it and see that it didn't fit to be able to grab this next piece and now you got two pieces, you yep. know That's how life works, bro. You right. have to jump out there with the podcast shit We didn't think hmm We can name the YouTube channel this we can get the link trees we can do the BuzzFeed we can uh, Then we'll partner up with somebody we'll get all these sponsors. We'll ask for this much bro. we bought the fucking equipment. We shot episode one. We came up with the name and we put it up. Yeah, we said we wanna do a podcast for you, let's do it. Let's and let's talk it. about we we fucked
0: up a few times already. we did take an L. Like he said in the beginning. We had not, not even just not, an L. Bro. Every episode we've taken some type of L, bro. Yeah. I wanna I wanna I just wanna say we are sorry, bro. That second episode, I'm not gonna lie, like, I don't inspire hope. I hope we can salvage it. We're gonna salvage
1: it. Adjunct- just to get uh, back on just to get back on point real quick, to, to bring the point home before we finish this off. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Episode one, the we had a second camera set up on, on the iPhone. We didn't flip it to the side. So it's just it looks like a fucking Snapchat video now. Episode two, the audio got fucked up. We didn't really notice it. So now we we don't know what we're gonna do with it. We have to see if a professional can fix it. And if not and I'm not gonna lie, that was by far the funny that was a lot of people said episode one was funny. Episode two is not even just the funniest video I've ever done. That might be our funniest moment together. And that says a lot. We've both cried laughing together so many times. Like literally tears on the ground. Stomach hurting crying. Yeah. And then episode three. The camera is sitting on top of a table, on top of a stool. Gosh. Hanging off the edge because there's a little jack at the bottom that would make the camera be uneven. You gotta get it done. But man. you gotta get it done, bro. I promise you that next week, I'm going to remember the mic stand, I'm going to flip the damn side camera on the the side sideways, and we're going to check the audio. And that, we didn't know to do any of those things until we fucked up all those times. And this is only episode two slash three. We're not just saying this shit, bro. This is how we live. Fuck up. Who cares? Social media might care, but who, who the fuck cares? Those are just people behind computers.
0: Yeah, that's that. That's very important. Just to tie it in, like you said, bring it home. Just we want to we want to show that it's real. Like everything happens. Like life happens. You just got to be able to roll with the punches in a in a way. You know what I'm saying? You got to be able to roll with the punches and know where to go. Not know where to go, but know that you want to go somewhere. If you know you want to go somewhere, bro. Bro, well, everybody goes down.
1: Jump out there. Everybody goes down. You take can get step, back up. Take the step you can see, the one step you can see, and then unlock sure. step two. Now, I got something exciting. We got our first little sponsor. Know what I mean? Who? Do you want your coochie to look like Caillou? Hmm. Little Bill? Wow. Michael Jordan? Jeez. Mr. Clean? It? Mr. Clean? Charles Barkley.
0: Nah, no, it's not shiny enough. You think so? Kenny Smith. Kenny Smith is very shiny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You want you want you want your shit professional like Jalen uh, Jalen Rose's haircut every time he gets on TV. Do you want your kushy to have a haircut that's
1: on par with Jalen Rose's haircut? Jeez, bald fade no with taper. Tape. Do you need that bald fade with no taper? Painless. Follow Bear if you dare on Instagram, ladies. On a serious note, if you want your coochie wax bald, if you want to make that fellow or that woman really, really happy, Bear if you dare. Bear if you dare, but only if you dare, and that's rare. Yeah. So be more careful. That was nice. The sponsor table is still a little empty. Yeah, it is. Embrace the GP at gmail.com. You can follow him at malcolm.moses on Instagram. Malcolm has an L before the second M. Thank you, bro. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Oh. I know a lot of people mess it up. Ooh, My Instagram you. name is Clyde, C-L-Y, dot I-V, Clyde the fourth. For those of you who don't know, I'm the fourth, like Clyde the fourth. You can follow Embrace the GP on Instagram and TikTok. And, of course, subscribe to Growing Pains Podcast on YouTube ah yeah, uh, Let's just, you know what I'm saying? Let's get
0: to it and let's do it. <laughs> Peace. Hey, love. The trip going daily, it
1: really ain't nothing. I'm up and big stepping, you broke any crutches. Swear every season, the clothes coming punches, cause every three months I be changing the budget. Knew I was running it up and bro hit me in sales and sink kids and I just said, fuck it. I'm really balling on niggas and ain't even trying for real. Think I need some more touches. Can't even cap it for you, the flesh cause I'm